Zalmana, and you're listening to the Never Not Knitting Podcast. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me today for episode 67 of the Never Not Knitting Podcast. I'm going to go ahead and start off today's show by announcing the winner of last episode's drawing giveaway, like I normally do. Everyone who left a comment on my blog under the show notes for episode 66 was entered to win a copy of the lovely new book that I featured last month titled Reversible Scarves, Curing the Wrong Side Blues by Audrey Knight. I chose a commenter at random using the online random number generator, and I'm happy to say that Nikki from New Zealand You will not need to worry about ugly, wrong sides of your knitting anymore. This book will be on its way to you soon. Congratulations. And thank you to everyone who participated in the drawing. I wanted to tell everybody that I'm sorry that this podcast episode is coming out a bit later in the month than it usually does. In a nutshell, my life has been kind of crazy I'm starting to think that public school is seriously a germ factory. Ever since my daughter started the first grade, our family has been constantly sick. It was like that last year, too, when she was in kindergarten. Every time she picks up a bug at school, everyone in the family ends up getting it, and we're all basically down for a couple of weeks. And I totally don't need to tell all of you moms out there listening how extremely fun it is at nighttime when you have a sick baby in the house. Ah, good times. I just love never sleeping. So aside from our hobby of, you know, being sick, we've also had some really exciting things going on in our lives as well that have been keeping us very busy. If you follow my blog or my Twitter feed, you already know that we opened up our new children's story, Annie and the Swiss Cheese Scarf, up for pre-orders. And... Well, that's been just extremely exciting for the whole family. It's definitely been a family project. So it's been really exciting around here and really busy. And there's just so much that I want to tell you about all of it. It's it's kind of hard to know where to begin. But I think I'm going to start with the book itself. Basically, I love it. I don't have a completed book in my hands yet. I just have like... A sample of the cover with blank pages and then like final pages separately all bound together but not in a cover but I like to put the finished pages in the book cover and kind of pretend so but I really do have a good idea of what it's actually gonna look like and it just turned out really great the quality is really really nice now that's just like the paper I kind of went into more detail about what the story is actually about in episode 65, if you'd like to go back and listen to that. But I'll just tell you a really brief synopsis again. This is a children's picture book, and it's a story about a little girl learning to knit and how she overcomes frustration and challenges along the way. But this isn't just a story. The book itself has some extra special little features. There's actually a learn to knit section at the end of the book with a little tutorial of how to make a slip knot, how to cast on, and make the knit stitch. 
Since the story is about learning to knit, this only seemed fitting. Also, there's a little game included in the story. There are two little animal characters in every picture, and in some pages they're a bit hard to find, so that's a fun little built-in activity for the child reading the story to try to find them in all of the pictures. I just love it when books have that. But, my friends, that is not all. In addition to the printed book, we also had some extra items manufactured to go along with it. We created a deluxe edition gift set of Annie and the Swiss cheese scarf that is basically just the cutest. Really, it is. And maybe, you know, you may think I'm a little partial, but really, it's really cute. It's this heavy cardboard gift box that's printed on all sides to match the book. It's the kind of box with a base and a lid. If you've ever purchased, say, like a box of labels for your printer at an office supply store, then you'll know what type of box I'm talking about. It's almost the same thing. And inside the special gift box perfectly fits the hardcover story, as well as three very exciting items. Firstly, my personal favorite is a paper doll set. Now, when I was a kid, I loved paper dolls, but they are practically non-existent these days, at least in the United States. Maybe you know of where to purchase paper dolls, but I haven't seen them in years. But they're really cute and a lot of fun. And these paper dolls turned out especially cute, in my opinion. I felt like our illustrator, Nisha, did such an amazing job. There are two full sheets of characters and outfits to cut out. And the exciting thing for me is that Annie's outfits happen to be my knitting designs for little girls. So if you're familiar with my patterns, you'll recognize all of these little adorable knitted outfits that Annie has in her wardrobe. Aside from the paper doll set, there's also a sticker sheet with five stickers of Annie and her friends. And these are vinyl stickers, so they're really nice and heavy duty and don't rip apart easily, you know, when you're trying to take them off the sheet like other cheap stickers. So they're really nice. And then lastly, the deluxe set includes a matching 20-piece inlaid puzzle. Now, I don't know about your kids, but my daughter has always loved playing with puzzles. She has a million of them, and they're just a favorite around our house. So I thought that this would be a really nice thing to include, and, and it fits really nicely in the box with everything else. And this is a really nice high-quality puzzle. The pieces are nice and sturdy. It's not a flimsy, junky, like, throwaway-type puzzle. It looks really good. It's made really well. The puzzle features one of my favorite scenes from the story. It's the page that I think that a lot of you knitting mommies will appreciate, too. It's the page where Annie's mom is teaching her daughter how to knit. She's sitting on her lap on the couch, and it's all just very sweet. It's very sentimental for me because that's how I taught my daughter to knit. So I just think this puzzle is very cute, and I really love it. So all of the items I just mentioned, including the book, were all printed and manufactured in the United States, and they're all very high quality. The reason why I decided to offer this gift set in the first place is because I was thinking... Well, this is a children's book, and it's unlikely that any child is going to 
you know, go to our website or to a store and buy this book for themselves, it's always going to be purchased by an adult and given as a gift. And I think about when I'm looking for a gift for a child. Now, obviously, I think that giving a child a book is a fine gift just all on its own. A book by itself is great. But personally, I usually always try to look for something to go with it. A few times I've actually knitted a little item to go with the story, which I think is special. Or also I've shopped at Barnes and Noble and maybe gotten a matching coloring book or maybe a little stuffed animal that goes with it. It just feels like more of a well-rounded, complete gift that way. Something that I can kind of wrap all together instead of just a book. So I was thinking about that when we made up this gift set. It's four gifts in one box, and I just think that that would make a really nice present for a child. It's something that I, I know I would really like to give my daughter. And if you wanted to make the gift extra special and add to it even more, you might consider this. Everyone who orders the book also gets a copy of my Playful Stripes children's sweater pattern, and that's a sweater that Annie is wearing in the story. I've also put up a little free pattern download on Ravelry of a Swiss cheese style scarf as well. Now, how cute would that be to make the sweater and the scarf for your little one so that they can match the main character? If you gave that along with a book and maybe some knitting supplies, that would make one really special gift. Not to mention the most important thing being that it would get the child interested in knitting which, let's face it, that's really what this is all about, right? As I said before, my daughter has been really closely involved in this entire project. She actually helped me put together this story, and she has been loving playing with all of these little Annie items that come in the deluxe set. The paper dolls especially have been a huge hit. She also has a complete Annie outfit that she wears that we have had fun putting together, she has the, of course, pink Swiss cheese scarf that she helped to knit. She has a playful stripes cardigan in her size, a blue dress, leg warmers, boots, and even a flower for her hair. So there has been a lot of pretending going on in our house lately, which has been fun. I've posted pictures of all of the items I just mentioned on my blog at nevernotknitting.com. So if you'd like to check out what I'm talking about, please head on over. So here's the deal, everyone. The Annie book is now available for pre-order on our new website at anniecanknit.com, and everyone who pre-orders before November 15th will receive the deluxe gift set for free. Yes. So you'll only pay for the book only, and all of the extras I've just talked about, the gift box, the paper doll set, the puzzle, the sticker sheet they'll all be added to your order for no extra charge. And this will all change when pre-orders are over. So if you do pre-order, you can expect to receive your gift set in the mail by the end of November, at the very latest. I seriously cannot wait to get everything in stock and start putting together these sets. It's going to be so fun. Also, if you're interested in learning a little bit more about our book, please check out the website. There's this feature where you can actually peek inside the book a little bit and see a few of Nisha's really awesome illustrations. 
And there's also a page where you can read a little bit more of the background story behind the main characters. My husband is a computer programmer and he built this web page and I think he did a really good job. So I hope you'll all visit and tell me what you think. Again, it's at anniecanknit.com. So in today's episode, I have two special guests joining me. First up is my six-year-old daughter, who will actually be doing a reading for you from our new book. She's not only a great knitter, but she's also a fantastic little reader, and she's very excited to share this story with you. Annie and the Swiss Cheese Scarf, written by Alana Dacos and me, illustrated by Nisha Hudson. Annie's mommy was a knitter. At nighttime after dinner, Annie played with her dolls on the floor while her mommy sat on the big green sofa with piles of knitting in her lap. Even after Annie was tucked into bed, she could hear the click of her mommy's needles as she drifted off to sleep. From the time Annie was a baby, she always had special knitted things from her mommy. Baby booties and matching bonnets, all sorts of hats, socks, and scarves. Knitted dollies with knitted dolly dresses. And even the special yellow baby blanket that she secretly still slept with, even though she was now big. Annie was the only kid in her class to have a special hand-knit sweater to wear on the first day of school. She felt so proud. Annie loved her mommy's knitting. She loved the colors of the yarn and how it felt when she rubbed the bumpy stitches between her fingers. In fact, she loved her mommy's knitting so much that one day she decided that she she wanted to knit, too. One night after dinner, Annie sat down next to her mommy on the big green sofa with her own ball of bright pink yarn. I want to knit a scarf, she said. Well, let's first learn the stitches, said her mommy. Annie's mommy covered Annie's hands with her own. She slowly helped her put loops on her needle and showed how to make the stitches. Annie watched each loop slip from one needle to the other as her mommy repeated a rhyme to help her remember what to do. In through the front door, once around the back, peek through the window and off Jim's jack. Soon it was time for Annie to practice on her own, but her hands just wouldn't work right. Her fingers kept slipping and needles kept falling out of the stitches. It's all right. Keep trying. Just slow down and be patient, her mommy whispered as she helped Annie to fix her work. Annie could see how to make the stitches, but she didn't want to slow down and be patient. She had a scarf to finish. She wanted to knit fast, just like her mommy. As Annie sped up her stitching, loops began jumping off of Annie's needles and and big ugly holes and knots appeared out of nowhere. Annie began to feel frustrated with her knitting. Her mommy made it look so easy, but knitting was much harder than it seemed. Annie's mommy tried to help. She said, 
I had to practice a lot before I was able to knit quickly. Just take your time, and before long, you'll get the hang of it. Annie sighed. She didn't want to wait weeks, or days, or even hours. She wanted to be a fast knitter, and she wanted a bright pink scarf to wear at school. And she wanted it now. After a few rows, Annie jumped off the couch and held up her knitting. This scarf didn't look like a scarf at all. It looked like a lopsided piece of pink Swiss cheese. Annie felt very disappointed about the whole thing. She didn't want to knit any more. Annie pouted and stomped off to her room, where she shoved her knitting under her bed and nearly forgot about it altogether. Until read this book and find out what happens next. So, are you on the edge of your seats? What will happen next? Will Annie give up on knitting altogether? Will her Swiss cheese scarf ever make it out from under her bed? Well, as you know, there's only one way to find out. So you've heard from one of the collaborators on this project. It's time for another. Today's second guest is the illustrator of the book, Nisha Hudson. Nisha is such an amazingly talented and very sweet person. I thought it would be fun to share my recent interview with her on the podcast, so that you can get to know her better. I thought that it would be really fun to have you on the show because you know, as you know, the book just went into pre-orders, and I thought it would be fun for the listeners to. Just get to know you a little bit more, and just to find out a little bit more about the background behind our project. Okay. So I have some questions for you. I, I thought it would be good if we first learned a little bit more about your background and how you became an illustrator. So, um, first of all, how long how long have you been drawing? Um, I have been drawing. For about as long as I can remember, which is usually what people say when they're some sort of artist. But I just, you know, every child draws, and I just kind of was one of those that never stopped. Mm-hmm. Did Did you know early on that you kind of had a talent for it, or when did you discover that? Um, I kind of went by what other people told me. <laughs> I never knew that I had that much of a talent for it. But, you know, when my parents really encouraged me through high school to take, um, you know, art classes and stuff, and they saw at a pretty young age that I really loved it. So um, I just kind of. So was it in high school that you felt like like that's something that you'd want to pursue professionally? Yeah, or? in high school I took, um, you know, every art class that I could basically. And uh, I remember talking to my parents about it and telling them that I might want to go to art school. And surprisingly to me, they were very supportive about it because it's always, you know, you're not really guaranteed a great profession if you go to art school. But um mm-hmm. They were always really, really supportive, and I owe, you know, my entire career to them, basically. That's mm-hmm. cool. That's really cool. So, um, what, so you, you majored in children's book illustrations, is that right? Mm, I majored in illustration. 
Uh, okay, okay. But I focused on children's books while I was in college. I see. And so what drew you to to children's book illustrations in particular? Um, I've always really loved children's books. I love reading them. Um, I think the wide range of illustration styles is really interesting and I never, you know, when you're in college, you can try a bunch of different things, and I never was really that interested in editorial art or gallery art or, you know, those type of things. I always just mm-hmm. love storytelling, and um, uh, and I always had all these ideas for stories and characters that I wanted to create, and it just my style and um, just the way that I think. Mm-hmm. meshes better with picture books than other venues for my illustrations, I guess. Interesting. That's cool. That sounds like fun. It is. It's, it's like drawing and painting is one of the funnest things <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so how would you, just out of curiosity, how would you describe your, your drawing style? Um, I mean, there's a couple ways you could describe it. The media I use is uh, pen and ink and watercolor, mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, I've started doing um, some digital, like incorporating digital into um, my art the past few years, but there's a lot you can do with Photoshop and Illustrator, and I feel like I've barely scratched the surface with doing that. But um, the majority of my work is pen and ink and watercolor. So what, so since you enjoy, um, you know, like you said, drawing characters and, and doing children's book illustrations, mm-hmm. what, out of those things, what are your, what are your, what are your favorite things to draw? Is it people or something else? Mm, people, I guess. I like drawing things that you can animate and things that show mm-hmm. emotion. So, um, people and animals. I really enjoy coming up with my own characters and designs. Uh, that's the funnest to me, to just sit down with a blank piece of paper and a pencil and start drawing out of my that head. That is so cool. It's something that, as somebody who is not an artist in that way at all, that's something that I cannot even imagine. But Yeah, I can't imagine <laughs> yeah. knitting a sweater. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's funny. Um, you know, and I, I think that you can verify that I really am not an artist. You did see some of those sketches I sent you, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, no comment. <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay, so you, now after college, you work as a freelance illustrator. And mm-hmm. do you? Do, what made you decide to do freelance work versus working for like maybe a company or something? Um, I did work I was an intern at a company with the possibility of working for them full time and um for various reasons I decided I just didn't want to do that. That wasn't for me. So um freelancing I like because I can set my own schedule. I can you know, I'm my own boss. I can hang out in my pajamas all day if I want to. <laughs> Uh, but the scary thing about freelancing is getting enough work. Right. You have to do a lot of self-promotion. You have to put yourself out there a lot. Like most, the majority of my time was spent just promoting myself. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and you know it's still it's still something I'm constantly trying to do is drum up work Mm -hmm. and now I have a daughter so you know being a stay-at-home mom slash freelance illustrator is kind of time consuming (laughs) but um so getting the work is a big challenge and then staying motivated is another one because you know if you're at a job then you have to produce the work but if you're at home you know you can get distracted by a lot of other things so if you can get the work and stay motivated I that then it's you know it's great it's a huge privilege to freelance if you can do both of right yeah I could see that definitely um so when do you find the time to do your illustration work since you take care of your daughter during the day um while Sesame Street is on <laughs> is a big one. Um, I have, you know, a sitter come every so often. My husband will watch her every so often during naps. And um, so you have, you know, a little bit done. You but. have a lot on your plate there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And then mostly, honestly, at night after she's in bed, I can really sit down and get a lot of work done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can. Which works out because I'm a night owl anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds very familiar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think you know a little bit of what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. <laughs> so um, in your freelance work, you've ended up getting kind of into the knitting world a little bit and doing a lot of knitting yeah. jobs. Did you ever yeah. expect that to happen when you were in college? Uh, no, I really did. I didn't even know that the knitting world existed. <laughs> right. To be honest with you. Like, no offense at it's all. It's okay. It's okay. But I'm. Like, I, my brain doesn't work that way. I can't knit for the life of me. I tried. It was a mess. So, to, you know, I just never thought that that would be the avenue that my work would be geared towards. But I love it because I think, you know, like my stylistic choices, I mean, you know, I love working with you because I think our styles and what we like are very similar. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to be basically we're both can be inspired by the same thing but we might create from that inspiration in completely different ways Mm -hmm. I think it's really fun to you know you're inspired by something to see what you create from that and then you give the project to me and say okay now you create something from this yeah that's true that's cool so um maybe we could just talk about our our mutual project a little bit um yeah sure so, about Annie, um, what, what, do you have a favorite page of the book? I know that you've, you haven't, like, I have the book in front of me, they, the printer yeah. just <laughs> sent me the pages over, so it's easy for me to reference, but is there a okay. certain page that you can remember that you enjoyed working on more than the others, or you have a story behind? The last page, I didn't do it last, but um, the page where Annie was, teaching kids from school how to knit Mm -hmm. was a really fun one for me. I think, um, and it really stands out in my mind more than the others, I think because, one, it was set outside and all the other illustrations were inside. That's true. And so it's just, it was a breath of fresh air, which is a horrible (laughs) pun, but (laughs) to work on it, um, it was just a little bit different. And I really liked the color palette. I love autumn. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the colors of autumn, so it was fun to work with more orange and yellows and mm-hmm. greens. 
Um, and then, uh, I agree. That's, I love that part of the book too. I, well, not only do I love this page that you're talking about, but I love the color scheme because that's always the colors that I go towards. So yeah, it fits what I like so well. What was the most challenging page for you? There wasn't really, I mean, there were some very challenging pages. The ones that have more than one person or more than two mm-hmm. are really challenging because it's difficult to fit them all on the same space and make them look like they belong there. Um, so that mm-hmm. was hard. But the hardest thing for the whole book was making everybody look the same throughout the book, like especially Annie, making Annie look like she was the same person throughout the whole story. It would like it didn't, you know, whether she was mad or disappointed or happy or you were seeing her from the side or the back, it can be, you know, your eye sees things differently when a person is, you know, turned one way or the other. So that was definitely a challenge. I can only imagine. I can't, I can't even, I wouldn't even be able to draw her in <laughs> any shape or form. So I can't even imagine how you would do that. Especially since when you do change the expression, that totally changes mm-hmm. the look of the face. Yeah, so. and I did a lot of sketches of her um, just to get used to drawing her face because the, obviously the more you draw her, the better you get at it. So at the end, you know, you, by the end I could draw her no problem. I didn't even have to look at previous pages. But I see. That's interesting. I know that there's probably such a huge process on your end that people that aren't in the illustration world or industry would, like, have no idea, like, what really is involved. I think that's why when we were working on this project together, I was asking you, like, okay, well, if I ask you to change this, like, how much work is involved? Because I didn't know if you'd have to, like, start over. (laughs) Yeah, it's – there's a lot – in order to, you know, have something come out well, I, and I assume it would be the same way in the knitting industry. If you want something to come out well, there has to be a lot of preparation before you, you know, mm-hmm. work on the final thing. So, I mean, you know, we did brief, you know, quick sketches first and then more refined line drawings. And um, behind the scenes, I was doing some color studies to make sure that the colors were the way that I wanted them to be. and um, you know, just a lot of sketches, a lot of drawings before even starting on the finished illustrations. Yeah, I see. Um, I can, yeah, that sounds like a lot, a lot of work on your end. But it's fun work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's what I, I've said before on the podcast and what I've said on my blog is just on my side of this, this has been the most fun project I've ever worked mm-hmm. on. It's, yeah. And I'm sure, like, for you, like, parts of it are are tedious, but it is, it must be so exciting to see the the project come to life. Yeah. The more you work on it. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely the reward at the end of all of it is that you created this book and you brought this story to life. It's hugely rewarding. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. How hard was for you uh, the instruction page? Was that, was that challenging? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I bet. I wondered. I'm actually surprised it went as smoothly as it did. I thought we were going to be working on that page forever, like, before you started it, because I can imagine. 
<laughs> okay, well, that's good. <laughs> I tried to give you as many pictures as I could. Yeah, it's just, it. you know, I sent you the first few sketches, and then you told me the areas that needed, you know, this actually is a piece of yarn here that needs to be doing this and yeah. whatnot. And I just, you know, looking back on it, I was just like, oh, that makes so much sense that it should look that way. <laughs> what was I thinking? But at the time, I just, all I kept thinking to myself was, I have no idea what I'm doing. I hope it's right. <laughs> That's all I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, just so our listeners know, I mean, what an undertaking that is for somebody who doesn't knit to have to illustrate, see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven steps of showing somebody's hands knitting. Yeah. That is not easy. No, I mean, I should, after all of this, I really need to pick up knitting again. I know. I feel like I should know at least how to do the first few steps. <laughs> Especially if you continue to work with knitters and, like, draw yarn and needles and knitting. Uh, yeah. Yarn and needles I'm getting really good at. And hand oh, on needles, I'm getting good at that. But <laughs> I bet you are. You've gotten a lot of practice. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so you've worked on coastal knits. You, yeah. You've done more – you've done work for Hannah. Yes, I have. So you did, her like, her logo and some some of her – Oh, yeah. like for her patterns and yeah, for I've done um, you know, a few illustrations for each one of her patterns that comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, the most recent one was Mabel's Closet. I did a oh, set yeah. of that. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, that's not out yet. <laughs> I bet. Yes, and then you just did a project for Knitters Review too. Yep. Um, last year, and then she asked me again this year to do the illustration, um, that goes on the, the bag, the tote bag for Knitter's Review. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's a fun one, too. Yeah. No, I bet. I, yeah, I look forward to seeing that. I think I saw a little bit on, maybe was it your Facebook account or something, but. Yeah, I had, um, I have the process on my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And, that, um, that was fun to see. It looked good, whatever I saw. um you know you were talking about how after all this knitting work you should get into knitting (laughs) it's like how it's interesting how this has taught you so much about knitting and then working with you has taught me so much about what goes into illustration it's kind of it's kind of interesting to see from another perspective yeah for sure so maybe we could just talk about the characters a little bit I think that what I really enjoyed about this project the most is how we work together mm-hmm. to make the characters who they are. Like, like my, like personally, my favorite characters are the cat and mouse because <laughs> they're like the behind the scene little characters that never say anything, but they like have distinct personalities. And, mm-hmm. and I think I, I really enjoyed that process of like um, working with you on that and, like trying to figure out what the cat and mouse should be doing on all the pages. Yeah. So what was your, what, what character did you enjoy developing the most? Um, the mouse actually. The mouse. (laughs) Yeah. Well, my favorite character is the mouse because Mm -hmm. I just, his huge ears on that tiny head crack me up. 
I like his tail. His curly tail. tail. Yeah, like, it's just, he's, his proportions are ridiculous. (laughs) And I decided a long time ago that if I draw something and it makes me laugh, I'm I'm sticking with it. Because every time I see it, I will just laugh. Like, it will only bring good things. So, the mouse, for that reason, is definitely my favorite. But I actually really enjoy the way that Annie came out. Um, I just, I think she has a lot of personality. Mm-hmm. I like her clothes a lot, which I will give you credit for her clothes. Yes. <laughs> since they are your design. Um, I just think she's a really cute, fun, bubbly character. And I was having a lot of fun making her frustrated with her knitting because that's how I know. it felt. <laughs> I know. I love that about her, too. I like I, I feel like you really accomplished what I really wanted you to in the beginning. Remember I was saying like, I just want this book to have like a lot of emotion. And yeah, I felt like you really did that. I love when I go through the pages. I, I like looking at all of her facial expressions. I think it makes it really fun. Yeah. And it's also good too for the kids that will read it because they'll identify with that. You know, if they're learning to knit and they're having a hard time, then they'll see her and, and you know, they can, they can understand, you know, they can identify. So yeah, I think actually, it's good. Um, I thought the book had a great message for knitters or anyone trying something that's a challenging, mm-hmm. you know, if they're being challenged rather than give up, you know, sticking with it is far more rewarding. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I hoped to accomplish. So <laughs> I think we'll see what everyone else thinks when they <laughs> You and I both get mail. see what everyone else thinks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, every time I show the book to anyone, everyone's like, wow, you know, and they say, did you do these drawings? And I'm like, yes, no, I'm just kidding. yes, I did. <laughs> just kidding. And it but, didn't time at all. Yeah. Everybody loves it. Everybody <laughs> thinks that you did a really good job. Oh, thanks. So good job, Nisha. Thank you. <laughs> now where I have a good question for you. Okay. Because there's kind of a lot of characters in the book. Like, there's obviously the main characters. I don't want to give away too much of the story, you know. But um, you know how there's a lot of children characters in the story? What yeah. Was it hard to figure out what they all should look like? Where did you get your inspiration? Because I didn't really tell you, like, okay, this person needs to look like this. I mean, a few of them I did. But. Yeah, so the couple of people that you told me um, you wanted them to resemble – that was easy. And I actually really liked the features on um, the reference that you gave me. I thought it yeah. was fun. Like one girl had really long hair with thick bangs. That was really fun um, uh-huh. to draw. And then I used to actually work at a children's school. Oh. So, and there were a few kids that I remember standing out as just having really, um, you know, fun personalities or features or I just, they just stood out in my memory. So, um, the boy with like orange reddish hair is kind of based off this little boy that I was at the school that I used to work at. And he was just, he was the littlest one of his class, you know, mm-hmm. freckles just, and he'd wear shorts and his shorts would be so long. They were almost pants and he had this big, <laughs> bright mop of red hair. I didn't make it quite as bright in the book, but mm-hmm. I just, I've always thought he was the cutest little kid. And so I kind of drew on, you know, that. Yeah. That's cool. I was wondering. Yep. I was wondering where he came from. Cause, you know, people that 
that look at the book, like, you know, family members and friends, they're like, well, so who is this little yeah. guy? I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> Isn't he cute? Some, um, I did take some reference from my nieces and nephews because I have five of them. Oh, wow. And you know, they run in age between three and uh, 14. Okay. So um, I, I did draw on them and some of their names and initials popped up in the book. Mm-hmm, that's uh, fun. Actually, all of their names and initials. <laughs> <laughs> and I was surprised you never asked about it, but <laughs> I didn't care. <laughs> I was like, I started doing one, and then I was like, well, I can't do one without doing all five. I know. <laughs> you know, you don't want to leave anybody out. No, exactly. That's funny. So, um, hmm, okay. So we kind of learned about developing the characters. Well, I'll tell you some of my favorite pages. Yeah. Okay. Well, I like all of them. But <laughs> I think that I love page eight. Where that's the um where it shows like the three pictures of Annie learning to knit and she's mm-hmm. getting progressively more frustrated. Mm-hmm. I just love how that turned out. That's okay. like perfect. And of course I love I love the um Illustrations on page 14 where she's thinking about singing and dancing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's great. I did I, like um, that the mouse is doing river dance on that page. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I just love that. Oh, and I love, like, that's why I really liked working with you because I felt like I, I, I think, I don't know. I don't know how I would compare to other clients, but I gave you, like, a lot of direction, mm-hmm. I feel. But, um. But then you would, like, take what I would say and just build on it and just got better and better. I just really, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed, you know, working with you on this. Um, but, like, I, I love the way that you interpreted what I was saying for um, page 21 where she's sleeping and mm-hmm. thinking about knitting. That that page, I think that's, like, hands down my favorite page like, on my blog, every time I show snapshots of the book, I'm always like, and look at this page again. <laughs> and here it is again. <laughs> I love it. That's good. Yeah, I like, I, the initial sketch of that is completely different, too, from what I ended up with by the end of it. I just like the closer up. It, 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 originally, it was really far away of her really small in her bed in this big room with a thought bubble, but I think it works much better being closer up and seeing all the characters and blankets snuggled with her and mm-hmm. her frustrated dreaming. I know. It's perfect. It's just, it's yeah, it's great. So, yeah, so I just couldn't be happier with how it all turned out, and I felt like it was just really fun. I, I just look forward to shipping all these books out and... <laughs> I look forward Showing everyone to, else. I look forward to you shipping it to me. I can't see it. <laughs> I know. I know. It's funny because with Coastal Knits, I worked with Hannah, who's on the East Coast. And then with you, now it's like an East Coast, West Coast thing again. I don't know how this keeps happening. <laughs> I just, maybe like the next project, I'll finally find somebody that lives locally. That would be so much easier. You'd probably still just email all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I know that's true. <laughs> the least would be in the same time zone. Yeah, that that was a tricky thing. I uh, there were often times where I was like, okay, I'm emailing her. She might be getting this in the middle of the night. I'm really not sure. 
I know. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. We made it work. Yeah. So what do you have next on your illustration horizon? I know you're working on some new things for me, but yeah. anything else? I am working on some new things for you. Um, I have a couple of small clients that I'm doing some work for, or a couple of small projects, not small clients. No clients <laughs> small. Um, a couple of projects for some clients, but my after finishing the Annie book, I kind of decided I really want to start working on some of my own um, projects and book ideas and developing some of my own stories either into book dummies and probably possibly sending them off to publishers or just creating, you know, some strong portfolio pieces. Mm-hmm. It's kind of revamp my whole portfolio. Cool. Mm-hmm. So can we share the big company that you work for or are we not allowed to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> you can share. <laughs> um, yeah, you can share the big company. <laughs> not the, I do work for Home Depot, um, but if it's for their packaging department and it is so different from what I do for coast or for knitters and things. It's um, very graphic. I do a lot of graphic work for them. I also do, um, I've done several logos and branding for other companies too. So it's very, very different from uh, quite a variety. Yeah. The week um, after I finished Annie and the Swiss cheese scarf, I, did one one illustration for your website, a digital illustration um, for someone else, and then a graphic, a bunch of graphic icons for Home Depot. So it's like I was just all over the place that week. <laughs> right. You're like, okay, now I'm drawing nails. Now I'm drawing yeah. screws. Now I'm drawing a little yes. girl knitting. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's exactly what it was. So that was an interesting, but, you know, different projects keep it interesting. I don't yeah. get bored with doing the same thing over and over. Exactly. Well, I'm thinking that if everyone likes Annie, that it would be really fun to do a sequel in the future. Yeah. I would love to do that with you. That would yeah. be really fun. That would give me give me some time and yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you need a little break. I'll say, yeah. I need a little break from Annie in my life and I'll be happy to welcome her back in. <laughs> Draw some nails for a while. Yeah, and exactly. Get it out, out of your system. That's funny. Well, it was really nice chatting with you. And, yeah. You- uh, yeah. And I, I just, again, I just really appreciate everything that you did for the book. And um, it was just a really great experience. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. So. Great. Well, I hope you have a good night and we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks. If any of you listening are interested in checking out more of Nisha's unbelievably awesome artwork, please check out her site at nishahudson.com. I'll be sure to provide a link to it in the episode show notes. And also, I have to say, when I was listening back to this interview, I noticed something kind of funny. Now, I'm sure you'll agree... I'm thinking that Nisha should, you know, be rereading the story of Annie and the Swiss cheese scarf and maybe thinking about how that applies to her own knitting endeavors and trying again. Am I right or am I right? I kind of have this goal of turning everyone I know into a knitter. Young, old, it doesn't matter. Can you tell? So for this episode's drawing giveaway, 
we have a fun prize to offer you. I'm sure you can sort of guess what it is. We will be giving away a deluxe gift set of Annie and the Swiss Cheese Scarf. And this one will be signed by both myself and by Nisha. And Nisha also had the idea of doing a special little drawing right in the book just for the winner. And I thought that was just such a fun, cute idea. Talk about something really special. So if you'd like to enter to win, please leave a comment on my blog with your contact information under the show notes for episode 67 by November 15th. I will randomly choose between the commenters and announce the winner on the following episode. As a reminder, the show notes for this episode and all episodes of Never Not Knitting can be found on my blog at nevernotknitting.com. I'm also over on Ravelry.com with the username of Never Not Knitting. And of course, if you have a question or a comment, you can contact me by email at nevernotknitting at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening today, and I hope you'll join me again next month for episode 68. Until then! She won't even do the dishes The house plants they're all dead Yeah, her needles are a-clickin' From morning until she goes to bed She won't take the time to brush her teeth Let's not even talk about her hair If it isn't about knitting She just doesn't really care She's never not knitting And it's making her husband mad Her husband mad Pop ramen again She just won't stop the stitching And the neighbors say it really is quite sad Nobody has clean laundry No pants, no shirts, no underwear But they have closets full of sweaters And more socks than they could ever wear There's yard in the fridge In the cupboards, the bathtub and pantry even in the washer and dryer That's why She can't do any laundry I need some clothes She's never not knitting And it's making Her husband mad Her husband mad I'm filing for divorce She just won't stop her stitching And the neighbors Say it's really getting bad She's taking pictures of socks again Oh is burning up in flames her husband says get up let's go but she can't set down her project she says just let me finish up this row she's never not knitting and it's making her husband mad her husband mad she just won't stop her stitching And, well, 
she losing all she had. 